The following show is for informational purposes only. Individual situations may vary and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is Frank Congelos, your host. Uh, we have a couple of great guests with us today. Uh, we have Rich Pasek, Senior Vice President and Head of Disability Income Advising over at CNA Financial Group. And we also have Kate Congelos, uh, Managing Director over at CNA Financial Group. So Rich and Kate, uh, great to have you with us on the show. How are you doing? Great. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having us. So, you know, we're here, uh, it's the end of May, and May usually we recognize as Disability Awareness Month. And, you know, I always say is, you know, there's no particular month when we recognize this. It's always important. But Rich, you're being a specialist in this in the organization and, you know, coaching advisors on how to, you know, educate clients about it and talking about it publicly. Rich, we hear about disability insurance or disability awareness and so forth, but what's the probability of somebody actually getting hurt or being sick to where it actually costs some time at work or um, how long does a claim? Maybe you can just share some statistics with us so people know, uh, does it actually really happen? Oh yeah, thank you, Frank. Yes, it, it certainly does. I've seen it before in my own personal clients and you know, overall just walking through life. Uh, the bottom line, according to the Council for Disability Awareness, which is basically a third party organization that promotes disability awareness and disability insurance, one in four of today's 20-year-olds will suffer disability one time or another before the age of 65. So I was looking into this a little bit more detail, and, and the site also references that there are about 51 million working Americans today without disability protection. And many of these people do not have the assets to even pay for over three months of expenses. In fact, there's 40% have barely enough assets to pay for three months of living expenses, never mind some disability lasting longer than that. You know, it's, it's interesting when you say that, Rich, because I always say that, you know, financial success and failure is really dependent upon your ability to maintain cash flow over your lifetime. Oh, yeah. You know, you so asset, right? when somebody gets sick or hurt, what they might not realize is, is at some point um, their income from where they work may stop. And, you know, it's one of those, of, you know, it's not uncommon that, hey, you, you know, you get a sick day or maybe if you're out, you get a sick week. But some, you know, times it goes on longer. You know, Kate, you know, it's interesting. And we invited you specifically on this. Uh, Kate, you're a millennial. We won't tell everybody your age by any <laughs> means. But you are a very active individual. You're a managing director over at CNA Financial Group. Um, and as a millennial, um, you know firsthand uh, how this works. Maybe you can just share a little insight on, you know, what you've seen and not only what you've seen is what actually occurred so that people understand that, hey, stuff happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to just understand that the last thing you said was stuff happens. Um, it happens unexpectedly to li literally anybody. Um, I would say a few years back, um, at this point, it was about five years ago, I actually suffered uh, disability. I was doing yard work and I had a piece of wood snap and hit me directly in my right eye. And immediately upon that occurring, um, I lost my vision. And thankfully with where we live, we had access to the best medical professionals, uh, I would say probably in the country. And I was actually transported over to Will's Eye Hospital in Philadelphia 
where they were able to fix um, the technical term or medical term is a globe rupture. I had about 14 stitches on my eye and they were actually able to save my eye, which was one of the biggest concerns going into wills. And to just be able to look at that and realize, wow, that happened faster, like literally in a blink of an eye, how fast it occurred. Um, the statistics too, going off of what Rich was saying earlier, about 90% of disabilities usually are sickness. They're not really injuries. And off of the 10% the of injuries, they actually say that men are more likely to become disabled than women um, in that case. So you and, prove them wrong. I, Place the board on all I, of that. I absolutely proved them wrong. Um, and then what occurred from that point, and what I thought was pretty interesting, is as soon as I did get injured that that day, one of the first thoughts that did go through my head was, thank God I have disability insurance, and I hope I have enough. Those are the first two thoughts um, in between <laughs> other things going on during that time. But the only reason I really was aware of disability insurance is because of being in the financial services industry and having it be a, it, I, I would call it a cornerstone to successful cash flow planning. So Kate, you know, it's interesting is, you know, when you hear something like that, you know, you don't anticipate. And I always say, is, you know, we never think it's going to be us. And, you know, the reason why we had you on the show is because, you know, it does hit home that it was you. And in knowing that is it was not an immediate recovery either. It wasn't like you were out for a week or two and then you came back. Mm -hmm. um, that disability for you went on for how long? So I originally got hurt towards the end of April in 2019. And I had two surgeries the same week. So that recovery with, and then again, having those stitches kept me out for a while. And then I was also at risk for a retinal detachment because of the injury. Um, and that ended up happening actually about two months after. So then I had to go for another surgery. And then from there, I had to go for my fourth surgery that October um, due to a traumatic cataract forming. And then over the course in addition to that all occurring, those stitches that I had had to come out pretty much one by one over the course of 18 months. So it was very long. They did tell me it was going to be a long recovery. And having been an athlete growing up my entire life, usual injuries, you think like, okay, four to six weeks or two to four weeks for a sprained ankle. That was a, that was a true, I would say two year recovery. Um, I tried to go back to work that October. It was very slow, a um, little difficult. My eyes were still adjusting because um, thankfully with saving my eye, my vision was able to be restored um, pretty well. And it was still just very different because I don't see as, as good as I could have. I'm looking at a computer screen. So it, it took its toll, but it did take a full about two years. And it's interesting is, you know, and, you know, Rich, I know that you're the expert on a lot of this, you know, and you coach a lot of our advisors on how to advise clients about it. Um, Kate, you never qualified for social security or anything like that. And so, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's you know, very difficult. Let's talk about that. First of all, the definition for social security disability or collecting on a disability claim is very strict. Mm -hmm. The fact is, well, first of all, Social Security could pay up to $3,627 a month disability. That's fairly large, you know, $40-something thousand dollars. But 
the fact is that most people are declined. 32% of applications are completely denied, even after the second appeal. So, so, so which, these people are really trying to collect and they get declined because it's any occupation anywhere in the continental United States, yeah. not your specific occupation. And, and here's, I think, where people kind of like don't always connect with what occurs. And this is why, you know, I thought it was an interesting interview for today, which is one is it can happen to anyone. That's why we shared mm -hmm. Kate's story a little bit with us today. And, you know, that, you know, hits home for all of us, you know, because she's right here with us. But the reality is, is that, you know, you're not even typically applying for social security for at least six months. That's right. And, and so there's, a, you know, it's not like it happens day one and then even state disability because people go, well, I got state disability. Well, state disability is not perfect either. It has some limitations. That's right. So people th have a false uh, sense of security that they're covered by either state or, or government you know, social security. And the fact is we talk about social security, very strict. There are 400,000 applications that are on appeal right now. That's a huge amount of cases that in most cases are just going to be declined. Many of those are over over nine months old waiting to get to hear their case. Uh, as far as New Jersey state disability, we do have a state disability plan. It pays from seven days elimination period or waiting period up to six months of benefits, a maximum of 85 percent of your pre-disability earnings up to one thousand twenty five per week. So it totals about twenty six thousand dollars. It's taxable. Of course, as, as the Social Security would be a portion of it, but it's still very hard to claim. And so it just doesn't pay enough. Yeah. So when you kind of look at it and, you know, that's why we figured that we would share this with all of our listeners is, you know, again, you know, what determines your financial quality of life is your cash flow. Mm -hmm. And when a sickness or injury occurs and that stops, okay. You know, and Kate, you, you realize it because one of the things that was going through your mind is, is like, oh, thank God I got disability insurance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, instead of having to worry about your finance, you know, about your finances, you could worry more about getting better. OK, so that That's you right. don't have that added pressure. And if you didn't have a way to know if you're OK, you're going to be totally dependent upon either the state plan, Social Security, neither of which are guaranteed. You got to qualify, neither of which have endless benefits. Uh, they have limitations on the amount and how long they'll pay. And yet our entire financial life is dependent upon that or whatever we're going to do for ourselves. And so part of, you know, when we talk about Disability Awareness Month is, you know, one is you should know what your coverage is if you have any coverage. Uh, two is you should know what your options are. Uh, the third is you should know what's available to you. And Rich, again, mm -hmm. what are the plans that are available? Because I know people are thinking they'll go, hey, well, you know, Rich, what about workers' comp? You know, what's the requirement for workers' that, comp? That injury, most likely, or a sickness had to have, occur on a job. Very unlikely as far as that long-term disability, unless it was an accident. The other one is group disability benefits. And that has a lot of holes and limitations. It may be limited per month. It will be taxable. It will be reduced of Social Security or, or state disability pays. It will be reduced, and it's very strict to pay, to, to collect. So, so then we suggest personal on top of that. This way they can take it with them if they ever left a job. So as we listen, then, is, you know, and this what I hear is, so workers' comp is it had to happen at work. And Kate, you just said that yours you happened in your backyard, right? In the backyard. Backyard on a weekend, you know, doing some, you know, some work. So make sure if anybody out there wear goggles if you're doing any work around the house. We'll come to work on Monday and say it happened here. <laughs> okay, so we got workers' comp, but again, you know, you got to look at that. 
Then we got state disability, which we know kicks in after seven days based upon what you said. Stops in six months and has a limited benefit. Okay, it's not 100% of your pay by any means. And then after that, you'd have to apply for then Social Security, it sounded like, right? That's correct. Six months waiting period. And then what was the percentage that gets declined the first time around usually? Well, a total of 32% get approved ultimately. So 32 ultimately get approved. That's telling us that we have 68% that in some way, shape, or are never get approved. Are not getting a benefit. Yeah. Or they put them in this appeal process that takes months and months. And then hopefully they recover or you know pass away in many cases and they never get a chance to collect. And so a lot of times people then, you know, and, and we know this just from, you know, I do a lot of business owners and they think that, hey, well, I got a great boss, they'll keep me on for, you know, as long as they can. But that gets a little strange too, doesn't it, Rich? Yeah. How can how can boss pay for somebody that's that's no longer an employee then they set a precedent so they got to be careful about that as well well you know it's interesting is you know um i remember attending seminars over the years and you know one of the things that's come up is that when you have a employee who's disabled and you continue to pay them at some point they become what's referred to as ad hoc payments what that means is it becomes undeductible for the business owner so what they are doing is they're paying benefits to an employee and they can't write that off. And by the way, the employee is supposed to pay tax on that. So if the employer continues to pay someone and can't get a tax deduction, at some point, I think that might become old for them because they're sitting there saying this, how nice of a guy am I going to be? For, you know, how, for how, how long, long can I do yeah, this? Three, four months, yes, five months, yeah, and two years. But, and there's, yeah, there's going to come a point where that you know becomes an issue. So we're not suggesting that any employers are bad, you know, by not paying or anything like that. All that we're suggesting is, is that in Disability Awareness Month, you need to be aware. That's right. And you need to be aware of how important your cash flow is. Uh, we all need cash flow to survive, to pay our bills, to live and so forth. And then the other side of that is, you know, Kate, again, a millennial. And, you know, it, it was a year or better, mm -hmm. it sounded like. Yep. So you yeah. were able to get and back. And you came to an office position. Can you imagine if you were a surgeon or a dentist and needed to differentiate between different mm -hmm. teeth and depth perception and things like that? Mm -hmm. it may be, you may be permanently disabled over that. Absolutely. And right. I think it's important, too, that. with disability awareness to understand that your expenses are not going to be going down when you have a disability. Your medical expenses mm -hmm. are going to be going up. And... You know, you're traveling to Philadelphia. How many times did you go in? Yes, I was there um, uh, almost every other day once I was discharged from the hospital huge, huge um, yeah. to be monitored. And time I think time and expense. You know, when you think about it, I know we speak of this a lot, which is you know, if you had somebody making you know hundred thousand dollars or so and they're saving ten percent just for emergencies, and you know, mm -hmm. think of like a, a year or so of being yeah. out. Yeah. It takes let's say ten years to build up, or you know, you a, year's worth, a year's worth of salary. A year's yeah. worth of salary. Yeah, gets wiped out, you know, in one year when you spent so many years building it up. And then ultimately what occurs too is, you know, high interest rate credit cards then to pay off those bills. And it just becomes a little bit of an avalanche of yes, cash yeah. flow issues. And I think right. it's yeah. important to recognize Rip, that. Yeah. Talk about that disability claim. I, I had permission. I had a client. He was a plastic surgeon. who gave me permission to share a story. I just won't use his name. Uh, it was a Monday morning at about 830. He calls me up. And he says, Rich, I got to talk to you. 8.30 on a Monday morning that he had a severe disability over the weekend. Bottom line is he was moving a glass table from one end to the room to his wife asked him to move it. And it shattered 
his dominant right hand had a hole in it about a half inch, about as big as maybe two, three inches in diameter. It, it carved out a ton of skin. He shows me, the, he gave me the pictures. He says, you can share and talk. Everybody knows about it. Mm -hmm. because I'm in the disability world for many of his uh, co colleagues. And he was out for about two and a half years. Mm -hmm. He was so happy he had what he had. Yep. So it's a big deal. It changed so, his life. So as we're sharing this with our community, uh, with our friends and our clients and uh, people that we know, the message is, as we're wrapping up is, again, Disability Awareness Month, but every day is awareness, which is you need to be aware of. One is if you get sick or hurt, and if it goes on for an extended period of time that you can't work, what have you done or what do you have going on so that your cash flow will continue on a regular basis so that you know you can maintain your lifestyle, you can pay your bills, you can pay your mortgage, uh, and you can bridge that gap until you come back to work. Or if you're never able to work again, uh, how do you bridge that gap for the rest of your life? And I think that's really the message. Mm -hmm. You're right. Yes. So Rich, uh, thanks for being with us. Kate, uh, again, this is Frank Congelos, and uh, we look forward to catching you next month on our next update. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Advisors of the Institute of Responsible Wealth may be licensed for investment and insurance products. The Institute of Responsible Wealth is an educational division of CNA Financial Group. CNA Financial Group and its advisors are an agency or an agent of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities LLC member FINRA, SIPC, Park Avenue Securities is an wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. The Institute of Responsible Wealth and CNA Financial Group are not affiliates or subsidiaries of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Guardian its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. 2023-156558